God is with us as we gather in this time of worship. There's some Sundays where I could just sit here and listen to you keep playing all morning to hear the chatter of people as they gather for worship. It, it really is a holy moment. It's a holy moment when we gather together. And during this pandemic, we've learned that wherever we gather, when we come together, even over distance, God's spirit joins us together, joins us together in worship and care for each other. And that is wonderful. Welcome to those who are worshiping in person today and welcome to those who are worshiping remotely. It is good to be together. We have a celebration in Thanksgiving today. You'll notice that um, as we mark a new season of Advent, we have a new candle holder for our Advent candles. And this beautiful Advent candle holder has been donated in memory of Lance Widener by the Widener family. Um, for those of you who, don't, who didn't know Lance, Lance loved woodwork, and he did a lot of the work in this church, including helping with several other men do the, the wrap around the front of the raised part of the, the sanctuary, as well as all the communion, he helped with the communion, um, where you put your cup after communion. Um, and the, I think the wood upstairs, or the flooring upstairs, this place was a holy space for him, a place of love and connection and sharing of gifts. And it is for his family and it is for all of us. So we are very thankful to the Widener family um, for donating our new candle stand um, and the candles in it. And we remember Lance and the gifts he gave to our church and the holiness of this place that he shared with all of us. So thank you to the Widener family. bunch of announcements for today. Um, we continue to do lots of wonderful online events at Grace United. Um, for more information about these events, please see the weekend um, emails. There's two that come out every weekend with announcements and with what's happening on Sundays and during the week. Um, or if you don't have email, please contact the church office and um, Laurel will share with you what's happening or if you have any questions about events. So um, we continue to do our Sunday social time on Zoom, and that is at 12, um, 12 noon each Sunday. We are also doing uh, Monday morning chair yogas with Sally. That's from 9.30 to 10.15 every Monday morning. We have a couple of special in-person events as well happening, as well on top of our regular weekly walk and talk happening every Thursday. Uh, at 9.30, you can meet in the church parking lot and walk around Sumner area for some social time outside. There is also a special Christmas stocking surprise this year. Every year we do a Secret Santa Exchange. Sally, um, who does our seniors ministry here, helps lead us in doing a Christmas um, Secret Santa Exchange. This year it's a little different. You're invited to buy a cute pair of Christmas socks, um, or any socks which would fit the person you're giving the gift to. Then you get to stuff them full of little goodies, tie a bow around them, and make your delivery to a senior um, in our congregation. Sally is happy to help you find, um, help you with the name of someone. And um, this is a one-time giving. Um, other years, we've given three or four surprises leading up to Christmas. This time, it's a, it's 
I guess two socks, you get two socks in a pack. So you can stuff both, or I guess you can stuff one in the other one, but um, it's a one-time drop-off. Um, for more information, you can um, contact Sally or contact the church office. Sally, do you want to wave so people know who you are if they don't know you? And that way we can tell what color mask you're wearing today in clothing, because we're all trying to figure out what the masks on. Um, there is also a Christmas card creations happening on Wednesday, December 1st from 1.30 to 4 o'clock. Um, you'll have to register in advance as soon as possible as we're limited to nine people. We have a special guest, Susan um, Skolf, Skorf? Schlorf. Sorry, um, Schlorf will be leading the workshop and supplying us with the material to make three cards. Anyone who likes to be creative and enjoys doing Christmas activities is welcome. You do need to wear a mask while inside and you need to show proof of double vaccination um, as per the requirements by the government of Ontario. And please bring your own water bottle if you'd like to have water during the time. Um, it's going to be a fun and social time, and people will be social distanced, so if that's a concern for you. Um, it is $15 per person, and you'd register with Sally, or you can contact the church office. Light on Main Street is looking at um, the possibility of restarting, I think, in the new year, and they're looking for a cook. They need a new cook to help with the food. So if you know somebody, or if you are somebody, who likes to cook for large groups and organize those types of events, um, please see the weekend announcements or contact the church office so that you can be put in touch with um, the organizers of Light on Main Street. We hold in our prayer from our regional council prayer list this week, Teeswater United Church. A reminder that we have reintroduced singing again into church and you are invited to, you're, you need to wear your mask um, fully over nose and mouth while singing and you're invited to sing softly um, as we join in the hymns. You can sit or stand as you are comfortable. Um, a reminder, you know, you're, you're welcome to stand up anytime during the service if you need to stretch. Yeah, I see Adam. Okay, that from Affirm? Yes. Um, Affirm United invites anyone who is able and would like to stay after worship to um, a time of learning for a, I think it's a 13-minute video around that, and it's around what um, the importance and what the pride flag is. So you're, welcome, you're invited to stay for that immediately after worship. Today we'll also be sharing communion. Um, so you'd, you'd have picked up a little communion cup from the back. If you didn't get a communion cup and you'd like one, um, please raise your hand and our ushers will come to you and drop one off. Um, you just raise your hand and they'll come over. So um, all are welcome in our tradition to share in communion. The communion cups are a little differently. Um, what makes it easier if you, pre if you bend it before the time and... Um, there's, the two, there's two layers. There's the top layer that will have the bread or the wafer, and then the bottom layer that has um, the juice. Um, so when you do break it um, the first time, just try to break just that top piece um, because um, it makes it a little harder. But we remember that Christ is present even when, um, even when we wrestle over communion 
cups. That is still a holy moment. Um, and Christ even shared in messy, holy meals with people. So we've got our readers set up till December, um, for December, but we are reintroducing reading in person. You can also record at home if you would like to, whatever you're most comfortable with or able to do. And we'll be creating a new readers list in January. So if you would like to read um, in person or by video, uh, please contact the church office, leave a message with Laurel that you are interested in reading. And if there is a date you, um, can or you can't do, um, let her know and we'll organize that. You will get the readings in advance um, and you can read from the Bible of your choosing. Thank you. Thank you, Bob. And as we gather for worship, we remember that at Grace United Church, we are gathered on the traditional territory of the Mississauga, Ottawa, and Anishinaabawaki nations. And the Anishinaabawaki nations include Saugeen Ojibwe Nation and the Chippewas of Nawash, unceded First Nation. Today for our time of reconciliation, I placed a piece of art at the front that comes from my office. Um, the painting, it's a painting by the Anishinaabe artist Leland Bell, who was born in McWimicong, for unceded First Nations on Manitoulin Island. Leland Bell was baptized Catholic as a child. He now follows traditional indigenous teachings. The painting is called The Feast. In it, Leland Bell shows the Last Supper, drawn, painted from within his own three fire or Midewilan tradition. And he uses the style of woodland artists, of woodland First Nations artists as part of reconciliation, a part of reconciliation is creating a path where we honor the gifts, wisdom, and beauty of all people and come together to receive and to give gifts. May God ever lead us in working towards right relationship. And our Advent Lighting Liturgy this year is written by um, Brian Wren, a wonderful church composer of hymns. Um, we've sung quite a number of his hymns over the years. And as we gather, we remember what are these candles for? We remember that this is an Advent candle set. It is in the shape of a ring in a circle. It shows the circle of God's unbroken love. There are five candles and each week we shall light a new candle from now until Christmas. And what's the point of doing this? It's because the old proverb is true. What I hear, I forget. What I see, I remember. What I do, I understand. As we light our Advent candles, may they bring us close together, bring us together in the warm light of God's love. The Gospel of Luke speaks about the future. There will be signs in the sun, the moon, and the stars, and on earth, distress among the nations. People will faint from fear and foreboding. Because our world is full of fear and distress, we light our first candle trusting that Christ is alive on earth and that the spirit of Christ lives among us. We pray, living Christ, give us faith to trust in you 
We trust you, we love you, we praise you. Amen. First of all, and I know it's not in the script, but I just wanted to say a big thank you for everyone that has given to the food bank and the angel tree, always, always you. You people are so generous and stewardship and social action, thank you for that. Our minute for mission this morning, it calls, hope comes in the form of a vaccine. Uh, give the ultimate gift, the gift of life. For many of us these days, Days, hope comes in the form of a vaccine. And Giving Tuesday on November 30th, just around the corner from Hope Sunday, is a good time to share it. The COVID-19 crisis won't end for anyone until it ends for everyone. And in some parts of the world, no end is in sight. Our mission and service partner, ACT, ACT, Alliance reports, that out of all the vaccines administrated around the world, less than 2% reached Africa, and less than 7% reached South America. Many countries in the global South and East won't even be able to start a vaccine program until 2022. If this continues, these countries won't reach vaccination goals until 2024, if ever. Your gifts through mission and service continue to contribute food and relief items to those in need during the COVID-19 pandemic, enabling and dis distribution of personal pr protective equipment and supporting programs to prevent and control the spread of the disease through the United Church Mission and Service and the uh, Church Gifts with Vision. We are offering an opportunity to give the ultimate gift, the gift of life. For just $25, you can save a life by providing a full vaccination to someone in the world who needs one. Together, we can make a difference. If you are planning to make a special charitable gift this Giving Tuesday, please consider offering the gift of full vaccination. And thank you for faithfully giving through mission and service. Your ongoing support truly does help save lives. Our first reading this morning is from Jeremiah 33, verses 14 to 16. The days are coming, declared the Lord, when I will fulfill the good promise I made to the people of Israel and Judah. In those days and at the time, I will make a righteous branch sprout from David's line. He will do what is just and right in the land. In those days, Judah will be saved and Jerusalem will live in safety. This is the name by which it will be called, the Lord, our righteous Savior. And the second reading this morning is from Luke 25 to 36. There will be signs in the sun, moon and stars on the earth. Nations will be in anguish and perplexity at the roaring and tossing of the sea. People will faint from terror apprehensive and what is coming on to the world for the heavenly bodies will be shaken at that time they will see the son of man coming in a cloud with power and great glory when these things begin to take place stand up and lift up your heads because your redemption is drawing near he told them this parable look at the fig tree and all of the trees when the sprout leaves, you can see for yourselves and know the summer is near. 
Even so, when you see these things happening, you know that the kingdom of God is near. Truly, I tell you, this generation will certainly not pass away until all these things have happened. Heavenly, heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will never pass away. Be careful of your hearts will be weighed down with carousing, drunkenness, and anxieties of life, and that day will close on you suddenly like a trap, for it will come on all those who live on the face of the whole earth. Be always on the watch and pray that you may be able to escape all that is about to happen, and that you may be able to stand before the Son of Man. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Then they will see the Son of Man coming in a cloud with a power, with power and great glory. Now when these things begin to take place, stand up and raise your head because your redemption is drawing near. May the words of my mouth and the meditations of all of our hearts be blessed by God. When I am an old woman, I shall wear purple with a red hat that doesn't go and doesn't suit me. And I shall spend my pension on brandy and summer gloves and satin sandals and say, we've no money for butter. I shall sit down on the pavement when I am tired and gobble up samples and shops and press alarm bells and run my stick along the public railings and make up for the sobriety of my youth. I shall go out in my slippers in the rain and pick the flowers in other people's gardens and learn to spit. You can wear terrible shirts and grow more fat and eat three pounds of sausage at a go or only bread and pickles for a week and hoard pens and pencils, beer mats and things and boxes. But now we must have clothes that keep us dry and pay our rent and not swear in the street and set a good example for the children we will have friends to dinner and read the papers. But maybe I ought to practice a little now so people will know me, so people who know me are not too shocked and surprised when suddenly I am old and start wearing purple. That's the poem Warning by Jenny Joseph. And every year as we come into Advent, I think about this poem. I know I've shared it before with you. There she stands with her purple dress and red hat on, spitting, swearing, running her stick along fence posts and pressing alarm bells, her satin slippers drenched in the rain as people give her odd looks and walk along the far side of the street. Joy to the world, the Lord has come, they sing, and she looks at them with wild eyes and a mischievous smile and replies, there will be signs in the sun, moon, and the stars, and on earth distress among the nations confused by the roaring of the sea and waves. Joy to the world, the Lord has come, they will write in Christmas cards, and she will write back in playful handwriting in crayon. People will faint from fear and foreboding of what is coming upon the world, for the power of heaven will be shaken. Silent night, holy night, all is calm, all is bright, they'll whisper. And she'll scream in wild laughter. Then they will see the Son of Man coming in a cloud with power and great glory. Thumpity, thump, thump, thumpity, thump, thump. Look at Frosty go. 
They will march around, and she will dance in unbridled circles and sing, be alert at all time, praying that you may have the strength to escape these things that will take place and to stand before the Son of Man. I want Advent to be a wonderfully wild, shocking, purple-wearing, red-hat season. My years of ministry, I've become more comfortable with this wild side of Advent. I want her to stand in front of my rush towards Christmas. I want her to stand in my way and make me take a deeper look at her, my life, and the world. And that's exactly what we get today on the first Sunday of Advent, when many of us are ready to sing Christmas hymns, and there's nothing wrong with singing Christmas hymns at this time, and we want to decorate, and there's nothing wrong with decorating at this time of year, and we are filled with the wonder of the approach of Christmas, and there's nothing wrong with that. Advent stands there, especially the first week of Advent. They're wild and wonderful and stick out, and, and sticks out her stick, knocking us off step. Instead of a story about Jesus' birth on the first Sunday of Advent, we get an apocalyptic piece of scripture from the gospel according to Luke. One of the problems with apocalyptic texts, like the one we heard today, is that often we read them and we hear them and we're told them in all the wrong ways, if we pay attention to them at all. The word apocalypse is often interpreted as meaning the end of the world. The end is nigh. We get used to hearing wild-eyed and or very serene religious people talking about the signs and estimating dates. But the word apocalypse is Greek, and it means an uncovering, a revealing. That's very different from the word ending, uncovering, revealing. Apocalyptic texts are fascinating pieces of sacred literature that we shouldn't just cast to the side or leave only for doomsday predictors. Historically, they appeared whenever there was immense suffering, fear, and uncertainty, whether it was the Babylonian Empire expanding, or the Roman Empire having destroyed the temple, or other times. They appear whenever there was immense suffering, fear, and uncertainty. The texts are uncovering, revealing, the pain and the fear of the people by giving symbolic expression to the inner and external, term, external turmoil that they are living through. They uncover the wounds. In powerful imagery, they acknowledge the suffering and they say, yes, you are right. Everything is not okay. Yes, you are right. Everything is not okay. We need to hear this more often because many of us carry this reality deep within us amidst the joy of pre-Christmas season, even if we find it the most wonderful time of the year. Many of us know deep down that everything is not okay. 
Not many of us thought that we would be approaching another Christmas season in the midst of a pandemic. Many of us, myself included, hoped that with the vaccines, we'd be back to normal right now. Not many of us thought we'd still be watching the news and hearing of variations and wondering what comes next. It's been a long and it's been a tiring road. It's been a long year and however long it's been now, seems like years and years of pandemic, of environmental disaster, of war, of violence, of difficult truths, of broken relationships, of death, and the list goes on and on. We have our own lists, we have our world's lists, we have the lists of those we love. Today, our scripture reading invites us to allow apocalyptic imagery and language to give voice, to give expression to our struggles and our pains. In the pain and wild imagery, we hear God speaking into our pain, into our fear, into our uncertainty, into our disappointments, into the world's aching places, saying, yes, you are right. Everything is not okay. Apocalyptic texts unwrap the bandage, like a nurse revealing the wound, but they also apply the ointment of hope, and in that way, the ointment of healing. What they are really uncovering isn't just the pain, but God's promise. The lectionary gives us this reading from Luke today to remind us that Advent celebrates Christ's coming in the past, in the present, and in the future. The imagery, the image of Christ coming again proclaims that while life may be difficult, there is hope. Jesus' ministry began with the words, the kingdom of God is at hand. And the Greek word that is used is a mixture of present and future tense, of the kingdom of God is here in part, but it's being made known and it's coming in its fullness. The vision of God's dominion being made known is still unfolding and it will one day be in full. We're reminded just as the Roman power and the complacency of leaders, friends, and neighbors couldn't put an end to Christ's ministry, neither can the struggles and the brokenness we face today. Advent slows us down, slows us down as we are, get ready to celebrate Christ's birth and all the hope and promise that it brings. Advent slows us down. She is a wonderful, wild season who says that just as it is then, it is also now. Life is not always okay, but God is with us. Christ is coming. God's love is found in community coming together. As people of faith, we can stand together in a posture of absolute courage, stand against the tide of pain and brokenness and say, Yes, this is true. Life is broken. We are hurting. Things are discouraging. But we will not give in. We will walk the path of hope that Christ shows us, and we will work with God to bring healing and wholeness to all creation. We will be a prophetic people. 
We will be an apocalyptic people, revealing not only the world's wounds and our own wounds, but also living in the promise of God and living out that promise of God in our love and in our action. This is the deep message that we will celebrate with Christmas that Advent is preparing us for, not an escaping of the world, but God's presence birthed in human form that embraces the pain and suffering and transforms all in the path of love, healing, and rebuilding. So friends, let us welcome this purple dress and red hat wearing season of Advent and let us listen to her holy wisdom. Christ is coming to renew all things and we are part of this sacred story. Amen and thanks be to God. Throughout the pandemic, we haven't been bringing our gifts to the front, and some of us have been giving it remotely. But we celebrate all the gifts of time, talent, love, relationship, and money. Our offering plate is kept at the back of the church. Our offerings come in online. Our offerings come in many different forms and in different prayers. And we take the moment to ask God to bless all the gifts that we share, that they may be a blessing to others. Let us pray. Holy God, you fill our lives with richness and wonder. You empower us all to be gifts to one another and to this world. We ask that you bless now all of that, all that we share, that they may be used to share your love, to share your hope, to share your promise with a world that is often hurting, with a world that needs extra love. We pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen. We share in Holy Communion, remembering that this is not the table of the United Church, it's not the table of Grace United, it is Christ's table. I'm going to leave, leave Communion from over here so I can keep my mask off. And I invite you to join in the words on the screen that are written in white. God be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to God. It is right to give God thanks and praise. In the rich dark of winter, God makes an astonishing promise. I will cause a righteous branch to spring up. In the wilderness, a voice cries out, longing for the refiner's fire, repair and renew the promised birth and rebirth of hope. Call to bear the weight and fruit of promise, Mary sings ancient trust, the song of generations, that God comes to fill the hungry and to lift the humble. She sings that love and truth will meet, that justice and peace will kiss. In the midst of uncertainty, Jesus assured his disciples, just as the tree blooms, so the signs are clear that the kingdom of God is near. In the deep of our own winter, we look for them. Bud of hope, branch of peace, sprig of joy, blossom of love. While around us the snares of fear and conflict lie in weight of infant hope, you, O wisdom, O endless love, O radiant dawn are there, keeping vigil with us, in the season of expectation.
So we gather at this table, the tables in our home, the tables in our lives, praying that crooked ways may be made straight, that valleys peace be lifted up and mountains might be brought low, so that all God's people may rejoice together, saying, Holy, holy, holy Lord, God of power and might, heaven and earth are full of your glory. Hosanna in the highest. Blessed is the one who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. We give thanks for the mystery and wonder revealed that first night. As humble people led by hope gathered in a quiet stable and were witness to your promise reborn. We give thanks for the blessing and love Jesus shared with all whom he met in food and story. We remember that on the night before he was handed over to death, Jesus broke bread with his friends, blessed it, and gave it to them, saying, Take and eat. This is my body, which I give to you. When you remember, when you share it, remember me. And we remember that he took the cup and said, giving thanks, and said, This cup is the new covenant in my blood. When you drink it, remember me. Revealed in stable and cross and empty tomb, we give thanks, O God, for your limitless love for all. With your people of all times and places, we wait with hope and fulfillment of your promise for all creation. Bless us, O God, and these your gifts. Encourage us to share your life and love, which makes us the gifts we share truly holy. Transform us, God, and your world, and bless your children. We pray for those who feel alone or afraid, those whose souls and homes are broken by violence, those who go hungry, thirsty, or cold today, those who long only to hear that they are loved. We pray for the people of BC and the people of Newfoundland who have suffered so much from storms, flooding, and devastation and destruction. We pray for all who are struggling through this pandemic and all who are working in the front lines. We pray for Dr. Ian Era and all who work in public health, for all who are distributing vaccines, and for all who are working hard so that no one and no country is left behind. We pray for Doug and Heather and the Tielli family who celebrated Doug's father Enzo's life yesterday. We pray for them as they continue to grieve his death. And we offer our individual prayers to you now, loving and ever-present God. Amen. God made known in Jesus Christ, hear our prayer. We pray these things trusting in God, faithfulness revealed. Christ has died. Christ is risen. Christ will come again. The bread is shared. The bread for the journey, the bread of life, and the cup of blessing is served. body and life of Christ shared with you.
pray the, the cup of blessing shared with all of us. And the people say, Amen. You're invited after the service to take your cup and there's a garbage can at the back that the ushers will pull out from under the table and you can put your cup in there. Fed for the journey, let us join together in our prayer after communion. God of love, guide us to the stables of our world where the lonely are long and long gather. Lead us to the mangers of our time where hope and renewal are born again. Make us heralds of your love and joy. Amen. But as we go from this time, as we end this time of worship and continue with the worship and service of our lives, may we be blessed by God. May we be blessed to be an apocalyptic people, a people who see and hold the world's pain, but carry God's love into the aching places feeling God's love, filling our lives, sharing God's hope. Let us go from here in peace, in hope, and with God. Amen.